You're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We're live from Sherm 22 and talking to some of the best minds in HR and business. We are digging into the most pressing issues in the workplace so you don't have to. Now, here's your host, William Tinkup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tinkup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Shreon from Engagedly, and our topic today is first-time managers, how to make them better in a remote-first environment. So there's a lot to unpack there, but Shree and I really, we're friends, and we, we want to kind of talk about first-time managers, but we also want to talk about their development and, uh, in, in a remote-first environment. When, when people can't go to the office and sit next to somebody or learn in the conference room, et cetera, what do you do? So, Shri, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Engagedly? Yes. Thank you, William. Sure. Um, my name is Shri Chalapa. I'm the co-founder and president of Engagedly. Uh, we are headquartered of St. Louis, 120 employees, over 400 customers. We primarily focus on employee engagement, performance management, and employee development. Um, areas. It's a SaaS platform uh, built for mid-market organizations. And you've combined those things, which is nice because there's engagement platforms, yes. there's performance management platforms, and there's learning platforms and skills development programs, etc. But you've, uh, in a very unique way, put those things together. Uh, what, t- what size of customers are you all? Uh, what are you looking at these days? Um, it's anywhere from about 100 employee organizations up to about 3,000 yeah. odd com- companies, even though we have a few outliers on both sides. Right, 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 right. Some right. really big ones uh, and some really small ones. So. Well, that's you're going to have that, right? Yeah. So companies are going to see it and go, I like the way that you've combined these things. We're using three different tools to do this. Right. You've combined it in a very unique way. All right, so first-time managers. So we were all a first-time manager at one point. Right. And uh, usually, it, uh, at least for me, it was a battlefield promotion. You know, somebody quit or got fired or whatever. It's like, okay, William, you're now running so-and-so. No development, no no uh, training whatsoever. Uh, I can't, and I was in a retail grocery environment where people were around me all the time. Like I could go ask my boss, I could go ask our peers, I could go talk to people. Like I had access to all of this stuff. I can't imagine a remote environment where I'll tag, I'm now running a team. So what are you saying? Well, I think a lot of what we learn in terms of uh, soft skills around management, communication, you know, you can learn only so much by online training and taking classes and right. that. You really need to be around people who are better than you in those areas and watch and learn, right? Um, I became a manager in my 20s, mid-20s, and some of the techniques I picked up were from the people I watched and learned from my manager or uh, people who who were managers for other people, and you would just run into them, you admired them for being managers, and you would just... Observation. You observe observe what they're doing that works, you, you, you... hit them up for you know, a lunch or something, and you learn from that. Uh, we've kind of lost that, right? right. The remote for, first environment, um, unless you are, you know, have some sort of a hybrid work, work environment. So I think a lot of organizations are moving. Obviously, that's why there's a huge uptake in learning platforms and coaching and all these things going on, right. which, which have a really high valuation and high 
uptake in among companies um i don't know how much of that is actually going to necessarily translate the way it did before you know right. so i think about that i'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing i'm just making an observation yeah yeah you know what's interesting i want to get your take on this i heard this the other day that the reason that some companies uh executives at boards want employees to come back either remote or full time is because of the soft skill development yes and culture the yeah. culture and 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 in all all that stuff that we observed rightfully and wrongfully right all that stuff that we observed we did it in the office and mm-hmm. so while there's this fight to not return to the office there's also a fight on the other side that says we can't get soft skills you're you're going to be blunted with soft skills because you're only going to be able to get to a certain point and in a remote environment correct correct you, you need to be around other team members other managers observe and learn from each other just being there in imbibing imbibing it right right which you won't have that because you're so narrowly focused on your work and the work of your direct or the work of your manager right so you're in this silo where you don't you're not hearing that noise which right. some of it some of it is good and some of it may not be so good but you're you're missing out that environmental impact of having people around you you know um some of those side conversations that you have um so do you think first time managers because they don't have that especially covid let's just say in the last two and a half years right because they haven't had that experience that observational experience um are getting labeled as bad managers I think not yet but yeah. I think I think we will see that happening you know there's there's um if you look at the I don't I don't have a real data on this but but if you look at the great resignation right they talk about which a lot of people quit and there's a, this data around the fact that people quit their managers not their right. job or the company right so if those two things are true then we have to assume that they were bad managers right some, at some point right? right just from inference right. from that um so i don't know if there are more bad managers or not i i don't have any data around it but i'm just inferring it based on <laughs> just just statistical right um, right at one point at one point they're going to get labeled yes especially with uh, more people quitting from that particular manager then they're going to get labeled as a bad manager whether or not they are or aren't right now it's whether do, do they have the experience do they have the skills to be a good manager. So, you know, you run uh a development, you know, part is a uh, part of Engagely does development. How do you how do you see how do you see us kind of fixing this from a development perspective? You know, I think it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I will not sugarcoat this. I mean, there are software, there are coaching platforms, mm-hmm. there are coaches available. Um a lot of these software will teach you only so much because right. it's all i would say very one dimensional right coaches can help but i don't know how much help an external coach is going to be for right. your culture i'm sure it's not going to hurt but it's going to be not as effective as somebody you you can just go and ask hey i'm in this situation how should i behave right to a next to a person who's maybe senior but not really in your department maybe in a different department but you can use them as a almost like a mentor or a coach. So there are software available for that, but then you have to make that it become work. It's one more thing the employee has to do sort of 
instead right. of just them walking up and running into and talking about the situation. You know, hey, how's your day going? Right. Oh, you know, I'm I have this issue with this employee who's X Y Z is happening. That kind of conversation doesn't happen in a remote environment. Right. You know, maybe just talking to somebody when you walk walking to the parking lot. One of the things I've I've heard of lately is calibration weekly calibration meetings. Uh-huh. Where a manager, especially with a smaller team, seven to ten people, they do a weekly calibration. How are you doing? Uh-huh. What's going on? Do you have any roadblocks? You know that type of stuff. Right. Which is which is good because again, you and I have talked about good and bad, and I wonder, well, how does one know? You know, like we all we all think that we're better than we are, right? Of course, um, but how do you know if you're a good manager? Or if you're a bad manager, I mean, is there I, an audit? Um, do, you think, do you see that there's a way to like with data or with the tool? I think to there understand? are two. There are two things that I think of when I think about a good manager. One, and and there are two. Both are important. One is the person wants to work in your team. Right. So that's that's m- like an that's, NPS. It's an NPS. Yeah. Would, I, would I work with this manager again? Yes right. Or no type of thing. Right. 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 So let's call it MNPS, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just made that up. Good, uh, so, done. So MNPS, just made it up. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Um, the second thing is, from an organizational perspective, is the manager able to get uh, high productivity from the team? Right. You can have one or the other. Right. But and the key is to have both. Right. Because you can have a, you can be a great manager and nothing is getting done. Right. Everybody's having fun and nobody, nobody's doing any work. That's or you right. Can, or you can be a taskmaster and get a lot of stuff done, but people are really unhappy and they don't want to work in the team anymore. Right. right. You you find you need to find those two things to work together. And I think that's how how I would define a good manager. How do you measure that? I don't know. There's probably ways to MNPS is one way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can yeah. also look at uh, organizational team goals. You know, are you are you hitting your numbers? Are you hitting your project goals? Are you are you getting stuff done? as a team um, and moving the organization forward. So there are ways to measure that using OKRs or other project tools. Right. Know, so, Well, I'm thinking about new managers in particular. It's giving them the tools to do those two things. Because right. if they just do those two things as their job, you know, and think about those two things, they're going to be intentional in the way that they interact with all of their team and so that they set them up for success and and they also are intentional about the work that needs to be done. Yes. And so they'll be successful there. That's the job. That's the job. So, I mean, again, you know, we're we're just making we're not making a solution. We're not creating a solution. We're really just kind of talking about a topic and thinking about, hey, this is this is something that could potentially blindside us that we haven't been talking a lot about. Be in the office, it was easier to do this type of training. Tammy was promoted. Now let's put Tammy through some programs, etc. In a remote environment, it's harder. And also, there's the feeling of disconnectedness. Mm-hmm. Where Tammy's in Topeka, she's companies, you know, in Australia. You know, all of the team members are all over the world. There's a disconnectedness from the team as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not picking up on the body language. It's very yeah, hard, right? Right. And I'm not a huge fan of. Being on Zoom camera all the time, you know, right? It's, it's it's fatiguing to me. Hundred percent, you know. Um, so you're, <clears throat> so if you're like me, you're not getting a lot of body language either, right? Um, and you're not getting the body language of one person from the other person, 
right? Sometimes it's not just you observing the body language of one person you're talking. It's right. If you observing the body language of another person in the room while you're talking to this other person. Right. Right. And those things, I mean, I, I, how do you do that? I mean, I don't think Zoom can solve uh, that. Not until it does facial recognition. It starts doing sentiment analysis right. and things like that. Right. But no. Right. No. Yeah. You, and again, people can put, just like social media, you can put a front up and everything's perfect. But unless you really know what's going on behind that, it doesn't matter. Correct. So Correct. let me let me uh, switch gears two ways. One is I want to talk a little bit more about Engagely, kind of the, what's going on with the company, how you're doing. Yeah. And how you, how you went through COVID and just, you know, the health of the organization, all that type of stuff. And then I also want to ask about Sherm. Um, we're doing great. You know, I think um, COVID uh, initially set us back a little bit Sure. Uh, from our growth. Uh, we still continue to grow. Um, we didn't lay off anybody during COVID. In fact, we, were, we continue to hire. Uh, so post-COVID, obviously, the market is, is good for companies like us because we are helping facilitate uh, remote-first environments with our platform, um, which is goal-setting, OKRs, online training, you know, performance, all of that, engagement. Um, yeah, we closed our CSA eh, in February, so that mm-hmm. was a big win for us, and uh, uh, you know, can it, it's going to fuel our growth. We right. covered both on the engineering side of things. Um, you know, one of the very few platforms I say we are out there. I mean, there's a lot of product companies in performance management or sure. but there's very few. Maybe I can only think of one or two in the mid market space that have the breadth that we do. Right. You know, being able to connect engagement, recognition, rewards, to employee development. And performance. Uh, and performance. Right. And, and the new age performance. As well right. as you can also do traditional performance, but you can also do the new age check-ins, ongoing. Perfect. All of that. So that's a, a very unique value proposition for mid-market who, doesn't, who don't want to buy five different platforms. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, I think it's, a, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic of the future. Good. Good. The fact that you went through... And didn't have to make layoffs is fantastic. I know that was hard, uh, but at the same time, I think it was just brilliant. Uh, you redeployed people, got people busy, and hired on. Uh, congratulations on the Series A. Thank I think you. that that's first of all, I think it's just wonderful because you're finally, you're being rewarded for running a great company. You've been running a great company for a long time. Um, Sherm, you're here. We're here broadcasting. Uh, from Sherm Annual in New Orleans, what's what was success for you, or what is success for you uh, here at this show? You know what I. Um, this is my fourth or fifth Sherm that I've attended uh, in person. Um, it's I, one of the things I notice very differently is a lot more focus on mental health and mm-hmm. well-being yep. this year around than the last few years that I attended, which was pre-COVID. Um, so that's good to see. But I don't know how much of that really an employer can solve, to be honest. That's right. And, and I think, you know, that's part of the thing we are probably not talking about enough is that a lot of the mental health issues might, could, is because we are maybe too remote. Like yeah. We talked about, right? We need social connections as humans. Yeah. And I'm not saying come, come to the office and have, you have to work at the office. You actually, in fact, I think your productivity probably goes lower when you're in the office. 100%. So, 100%. I think it's, 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 it's actually a, it's a mental health thing to bring them bring people to office so they can connect with each other and and have that human connection a lot of people will fall back to flexibility 
Yeah. It's just I just want flexibility. You know, if I if it's going into the office, I want to I want a desk. I want a place that if I need to, like if it's collaboration or creativity or soft skill development, etc., I got a place to go. Right. But I don't want to be forced to go. Correct. So I, th- I think a lot of people are kind of leaning or indexing hard on kind of that idea, which I don't hate. But I, I think to your other other uh, point, which I think is fascinating, is the longitudinal study is around mental health as a result of working remotely. I don't think we know any of that stuff yet. Obviously, it's increased mental health issues just from the isolation COVID cost. Right. So working remotely is not necessarily in the opposite direction. It's in the right. same direction. So right. obviously, I think there's, a, there's, co- there's definitely correlation and probably causation as well from that. Um, but as far as Sherman goes, and this has been a great conference for us. We've, Good. we've gotten all our team together. This is really our celebration for our series. We didn't get a chance to actually meet together and celebrate. Um, and so we got all our team members here from the U.S. and a few of them from India as well. So we got about 15 of us here, actually. Wow. Um, so we've done a team building event tomorrow when the Sherm is over. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, you know, this is more than just a conference for us. It was actually a way for us to all come together because we are all, you know, multiple cities. So I love it. I love it. So. Shree, you're doing wonderful work. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, William. Thanks Absolutely. for uh, having me. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast live at Sherm 22. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.